hello. Welcome to another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. I am Andrea Lovett from Sweet Release Healing, and tonight we have with us Charity, Tiffany, Kaylee, and Antoinette, as well as our fantabulous producers, Sharon and Morgan, as always, and we would be lost without them. Tonight's conversation is a bit of a hot topic, and we are not recording on TikTok because I don't want to get banned on a live. I actually like the lives. They're important in the business, and I don't want to have to rebuild my page all over again because that shit was hard enough as it was. Tonight, we are talking about the effects of drugs and alcohol on gifts, and we do not just mean any kind of drugs. We mean all the drugs, all of them. Now, a lot of us come from varied backgrounds of pharmaceutical, OTC, and medicinal drug use, as well as alcohol consumption. And I can say without a doubt, the only time I have ever had a problem with using my gifts is when I tried Xanax. I had a half a tablet and I felt like I was standing outside of myself. Now mine was prescribed because I was having panic attacks and nobody could figure out what they were from. It was a spiritual awakening, by the way. <laughs> Yay. Super fun. When I took it, I really felt like I was like an inch or two outside of my body. And the dissociation was real. I took it for a day and that was literally all I ever took after that. I was like, fuck this shit. I was so distracted by how I was feeling that I couldn't even listen to spirit. So that was the first and last time for me on that one. Anyone else have any similar experiences or not? Drinking does it for me. Alcohol. Because I get super freaking confident when I'm drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> your balls. Yeah. It's hard to differentiate what is from spirit and what is my personal bias when I'm like that. Not that I have issues getting messages, but I want to make sure that I'm interpreting and giving the right stuff. So when I'm like really feeling myself like that, it gets a little difficult and I've learned to not do it then. So I was on some pretty heavy medications for a while because uh, 27, my body basically just gave up. For about six years, I was on these medications and they made the connection really dull for me. Notice since in the past year of going off these medications, I've gotten a lot clearer. Now, when you were on those medications, were you actively trying to use your gifts? Like trying to build them up like you know how to now? So I actually did go through a huge awakening um, while on the medications. And at that period in time, spirit literally took me off of them. Like, mm. and it, it expanded so rapidly and so strongly. I didn't know how to handle it. I really didn't. Um, with what I did this time around, I definitely was trying to be more gradual with everything to give myself the opportunity to get used to the feelings again, to get used to hearing again, to get used to everything. Mm. I know. Oh, sorry, Charity. Go ahead, please. Oh, no. Did you have something you wanted to add to that? Not really that important, honestly. I can wait. <laughs> no, well, I was going to say I have a wee bit of experience and a little bit of all of it. How's that? <laughs> Just, yeah. So, <laughs> I was actually on, like, pharmaceuticals. Didn't mess with a whole lot of drinking, smoking, anything like that. Just straight up took the medication um, for various reasons. And even on the medication, uh, before I knew... Okay, this is going to be a little hard to kind of define. It was still when I was in Christianity, but I've always seen things and heard things and and known things my whole life. And even on the medication, there's not a problem with it coming in. Like, like it still comes in. Like, I don't, it doesn't drown it out. It doesn't take spirit away. Your body and your mind feel different, though, because it's physically acting on the physical body. But spirit still comes through. 
Um, and then I stopped, well, I stopped, eventually got off of um, those pharmaceuticals and I don't take those anymore, but I do like to smoke and I do like to drink. Now drinking, if I drink too much, I keep my mouth shut because I'm a little slosh, so it's not good. Kind of like Tiff said, I don't have, no, Sharon, I do, Sharon, have you lied? <laughs> I, don't, I don't try to read people. If it comes out of my mouth, Sharon, it just comes out of my mouth. But I don't sit there and try to read people. <laughs> talking about trying to read people. I don't try to read them in because I really don't know which is which. A lot of shit comes out of my mouth when I'm drinking. I don't know which is which. I hope you can assert it. Um, but I try not to read people during that time. I'm serious. But like when I smoke, oh, it's on. All walls are down. <clears throat> and I can tell usually. But now if I mix, Sharon. That's that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> yeah, Sharon. But I'm just saying, like, spirit comes through. If you but I, I don't wanna I don't wanna make too light of it because like I don't want you to think, well, if I drink, you know, I can hear spirit, or if I smoke, I can hear spirit enough, because you shouldn't. When I first started this, I made sure that I was every meeting sober, completely sober, nothing in, nothing out, because I wanted to know it was real. That's that's the best way to do it because then it's kind of clear and then you know for sure you're not questioning in your mind, right? But now as far as people that need medication and stuff like that and take their medication, spirit comes through still. Look, it does not stop spirit at all. I just, um, you know, I'm a little bit more, I don't read people on purpose, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> When I'm like that, if it just comes out, it comes out. But like, you know, because it's, I'm not sure because I've been drinking. I think I'm spirit just finds a different way. What? Spirit just finds a different way. Like, yeah, I've heard that. I heard that verbatim. They will yeah. find another way. Yeah. Or maybe not verbatim because you said a different way. And I, I heard yeah. they will find a way. So, all right. Yeah. All here. I'm yeah. on Tate's train though with this one. When, when I am sober, surprisingly, you will get a tempered message from me. I'm not going to not leave. I'm not going to leave anything on the table. Like I'm going to tell you everything that they say, but I'm going to say it tactfully and not like, I know you guys are all laughing. Cause like, that's her fucking tactful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. That's my tact right there. That's my tactfulness. But when I'm drinking, and I, I like drinking. I don't, honestly, there's so much alcohol in my house right now, but I routinely do not keep alcohol in my house because I don't drink at home, especially alone. I don't. If my friends are coming over and they want to bring something, cool, enjoy that. Chances are I've got to go to the store and bring something too. I don't keep it in the house. There is, by the way, who was drinking Miller High Life at the Halloween party? Who fucking no. drank that? My, I could not tell if it was actually somebody who drank it or they were doing it as a prank. And now I'm stuck with like 12 bottles of Miller High Life. I got, my kids are like, mom, <laughs> <laughs> the teenagers are like, my daughter pulls me over and she's like, mom, come here to the fridge for a second. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? She opens the door and she's like, alcohol, 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 alcohol. Are you okay? And I was like, literally none of that is mine. I said, not one of that is mine. All of that is left over from the Halloween party. I don't know whose that is. I was like, I have no idea. And she goes, and Miller High Life? What are these bottles even? And I was like, I know. So I digress from what I was saying. I don't drink at home. And most of my work is done during the week from my office or from home. I'm sober, believe it or not. You get sober me 99% of the time. When I go out with my friends, all bets are off and everyone in the bar will get a read. All they have to do is ask. Exactly. Like Sharon put in the chat, but that 1%, that 1% of the time where I'm like, Hey, it's alive. And I just got back from hanging out with my friends. That's the one where you want to be asking me questions right there. If you want to hurt your own feelings, that's the one. 
I have friends who will wait until my second shot of tequila to ask me questions now. Sharon, you can put the four fingers down. It was, this is the second. You're not here all the time. <laughs> Gosh. It's, so yes, I, I do love shots of tequila. Absolutely. I think they're super fun. And I'll have a couple of those when I'm out and about with friends. I usually cap it at two because got to get home safely and I'm not doing stupid shit. I'm fucking 42 years old. I'm not doing this. And plus hangovers last a lot longer for me now than they used to. And they hurt. It physically hurts. And I'm like, am I going through a spiritual awakening or <laughs> which one are we doing? So when I'm in that mode, I'm not filtering shit. I filter a ton when I'm out in public. But when I'm sitting there and it's me and eight friends or whatever, I'm like, you need to do this. You need to do that. You're on this. You're thinking that you're feeling that stop doing that. It's not good. It is not good. I have very much learned to temper myself, but I'm, I'm totally with Tate on this one. Yeah. The walls come down and it just comes out of your mouth. <laughs> That's why I'm in the trouble. Cause it's the truth that comes out sometimes and people aren't quite ready for that sometimes. And but yeah, walls are down. So it just like, my defenses aren't up to be, um, what is it? Polite and kind and delivery sweetly. And... My best friend has me read dudes at the bar when we go out. <laughs> See, uh-huh. As far as like stopping spirit, yeah, there's no stopping spirit. I found that out. <laughs> No, no once they got a... wait what Kaylee said once they get started it doesn't stop and I said they will say what they gotta say yeah exactly yeah Kaylee and I are sharing a brain tonight or a spiritual connection whatever you want to call it hey, there you go so why do people tell them that they 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 can't take their medicine and they can't drink and they can't like, why do people tell people that? It's rooted in fear and ignorance. I think it comes from control issues too, of it has to look a certain way. And if it doesn't, it's not full of reverence and respect and not taken lightly or, you know, it's taken too lightly or it's not treated with um, the dignity that they believe it should be treated with. And I put it down to, what this is for sixth sense. It's not like this, I hate to say it like this, amazing mystical thing. It's part of all of us. It's part of the world we live in. We're just, just because we've been blind to it or haven't been taught about it doesn't mean shit. When people put like, put it on this huge pedestal, they take it away from what it actually is, which is a connection to energy in different ways. It's no different than our eyes picking up different shades of the same color and being able to differentiate them. I'm not looking at my sense of touch and saying, oh, I don't think I should smoke this because then I'm going to lose my sense of touch and I'm not going to appreciate my sense of touch. That's part of the elitist type of new agey shit and i i don't like it additionally if you tell me i can't do something fuck you watch this i'm gonna do it 10 times yes yep. i think a lot of spirituality gets so filtered through these religious lenses from childhood that are so rigid and so it comes from that standpoint of rigidity and I, I'm not going to lie, I have definitely smoked enough or drank enough where I didn't have my sense of touch anymore. So like, it's like any other sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the spirit still keeps talking. You might not feel your toes, but you can hear them. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and you had one too many. So what's that song? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> It's true. You might lose your sense of touch, but you won't lose your sense of spirit. I'll guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. I have a, a friend and I was talking to, like, we went to go get a coffee 
and we were talking about it and like spirit said something so i was like okay that's out of pocket and she's like you talk to your spirit guides like that i was like yeah dude (laughs) i sure the fuck do and they talk to me like that too yeah they're your best friend they're with you specifically because they know you you don't have to like talk to them like It's, they put it, be like, we would fucking want to die if you did that. <laughs> we would want it to exist if you talk to us like that. Like, because now that we've established this relationship, like, how boring would that be? To be somebody's spirit guide and then just have them talk to you like, oh, holy spirit guides. You know what I mean? Like, uh, That perpetuates the separation of them and us, too. Yeah, where they're yeah. on a pedestal and we're down here in the muck and we're just not good enough to talk to them unless we yeah, go right. through all those rigors. I think that all came from someone else's self-worth issues and frankly, I have enough of my own. I don't need yours to. Right. I could just see them like rolling their eyes like, oh my God, shut up. Like, get your shit together. Mine like, would be afraid. I mean, like, well, mine would just be, yeah, no, mine would just be pissed if I talked to them like that. But I think I think all of it goes to like we're all individuals and like we pick up and and feel things hear things know things see things differently like it's just a different way of doing it and like all of it's okay whichever way it is there's no one certain way and i don't know why they they do that why why they put it up on a pedestal so much just like the whole well if you go have a drink you can't hear from spirit yes you can like who said you can. Like, that is... If you don't want to drink and you want to talk to spirit, that's fine. You do that. I'm... I'm going to do me, because I'm an individual person, and, well, me and my team, we're like best friends, and they're going to find one way to communicate with me one way or the other. Fuck yeah, it's not like they're going to... You know how best friends are. They're not going to be like, oh, it's okay. I'll come see you when you're feeling better. They're like, fuck you. Open the door, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But a really interesting question in the chat. Do you think spirit would help get rid of the sins? Right? Sorry about this. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I For context, the weekend that she's talking about is the sweet release healing retreat here in Gorham, New Hampshire. Yes, there will be another one next year. It will be an annual thing. Yay! So, so I had a, a lot of jello shots. And then also drank when we got back to the house and smoked a little bit. I could not make it back up the stairs. It was not happening. There was just no way. But I had, and mind you, I have not gotten sick in a long time, but I had this moment where it felt like it was the best thing to do, not just physically, but spiritually. And I, and as soon as that was done, I was dead sober dead sober, walked my ass upstairs, went to bed. It was the weirdest huh. thing. <laughs> Never had that happen before. <laughs> well. I'm still going to have to try it. I think you should, just to test the I'm theory. The to yeah, I think you should be. <laughs> Need some help? Volunteers tribute. Do For science. Research. <laughs> Research purposes. Yeah. See if the findings can be replicated. I think, too, like, if we're talking about alcohol, like, that, for me, lowers my human brain because then it goes off on a squirrel moment, right? And then that's spirit's time for like direct. So I'll pick up a lot of things from people around me. And that's kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, that's kind of always how it's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, you just, you just drunk while you listen to spirit. That's like, it's like, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, learn something new about myself. <laughs> but also, um, apart from the regular medications, previously, psychedelics. Let's say specifically mushrooms. All right, run with it. Let's go. So in a lot of cultures, the mushrooms were significant. And they were called the fruit of the gods because that's how they would commune. Like, um, specifically the Norse people. They would just eat shitloads of mushrooms and then trip balls but also sp speak to spirit or God. That's who they thought. The gods. I feel like that one to me like if we're talking about like an like an eye, like they're giving it to me like a dilating eye. So it expands more to let more in. So you have a clearer, more direct line. Nothing's being funneled. It's just blasted wide open. And any time that I have ever, um, for legal reasons, never done Thing for a friend. <laughs> that when they, when they did them. <laughs> so anytime that I've ever, like, it's kind of been like a every year thing. Like I try to do that every year because it's a reset. It's a whole fucking reset. Like I was in like a major fucking depression and then went to a party they had some and i took them and then like it was just the happiest i've ever fucking been everything was beautiful everything was right like it did a little bit feel like i was like at a zoo watching monkeys at this party but like i think it was because i was on another level than they were but it's it just kind of sets you right. Like it resets the brain. You're able to get centered with your nervous system, with your, your mind, your spirit, all of it just kind of goes together. So for legal reasons, I don't recommend. Okay. All right, I get. Let me pick it up so you can get off the hook. <laughs> I've never like like I've never done shrooms because well I could always see stuff and I just <laughs> really didn't want to see more because I didn't know what it was so I never did that before. Essentially, but for instance, it's not actually shrooms. It's um. LSD. Uh, yeah. No. 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 I didn't do that because I didn't want that in my spine, so I've never done that. Um, it's made. It's supposed to be like a manufactured type. Uh, oh, MDMA. No, I used to do that in college. No, I'll get to that in a minute. I, <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like mushrooms, but manufactured. Like, not an actual mushroom, but the, what is it called? This in it? This, it's a cybo, what is it called? Psilocybin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> For the first time, I tried just a little bit of that, like a microdose, and it was almost just like um, being really, really, really stoned and like sitting there and just chilling and everything just kind of calmed down. And like the next day, I felt like rested mentally, emotionally, physically. Like I didn't do a lot and I didn't trip. Like I didn't see extra stuff than I normally see when I'm sober. Um, 
So it was just almost like a, a really, really kind of big chill and like settling into. But as far as the shrooms and stuff, I've never done that because I didn't want to see extra shit because, well, I already saw shit and LSD they weren't trapped in my spine. So, and I didn't want to see yeah. shit either. So I didn't do that either. But ecstasy, that's a whole different ballgame in college. That was, that, that was no good. Actually, it was good, but it wasn't good. So it's called, the term for it's called afterglow. <laughs> hey, thanks. Learn something new every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hell on this podcast. Oh, it's fine. It's not. Yeah. I'm already I'm myself away. So. You know, I'm actually a really big fan of the medicinals. I don't do drugs at all. But then again, I don't think marijuana and mushrooms are drugs. I don't They either. grow from the ground. You, you literally don't do anything to them. Uh-uh. Take a little scissor and you go, and then you dry them out and then you ingest. That's not a drug. That is herbal remedy. I'm not a fan of calling those drugs at all. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I'm also going to agree with Tate on this one. I like to microdose, as in get out of my own way, feel better, feel happier. Because spirit has been very honest with us that your joy, your laughter, your happiness vibration is super important to connecting to them and literally living your highest life, your best life, your best existence. Do I feel like people should microdose every fucking day? That's none of my business. None of my business. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. If you don't, you don't enjoy that. You got to make decisions for you. I know for me, when I start to feel like I'm walking through mud, it's time. I like. I know that it's time for me to do something to help myself feel better. Am I running to medicinals all the time? No, sometimes I just need a salt bath or just maybe poop and get the fuck out of my own way. Maybe I need a snack. It's fine. I know what I'm going to need though, but I do know I like to, for legal purposes, if I ever did and have not, microdose. I don't, just like Tate said, I already see shit all the time. I oft I often see walls breathing and I often see things move the movement of things. And mm-hmm. now would mushrooms make that even more fun sometimes? Absolutely. But I don't need to see walls like crumbling around me and all that shit. I got enough going on as it, as it is. I think it's important to point out that there are people in this world who need medications to keep that muddy brain foggy feeling away. And even taking those prescription daily to make sure you're even healed, you're in the right frame of mind thinking clearly does not affect your spiritual connection at all. If If anything, it strengthens it. It gives you that power and that courage to know that these things that are coming through are from spirit. Completely agree with Tiffany. I am not on the train of don't take meds. Don't take what your doctor prescribes. Don't search out and work with your, your medical team on what's going to work from you. Now, yes, big pharma has a horrible rap. Horrible. Is some of it true? Absolutely. But is some of it not? No, some of it is not true. It's fear mongering. And we know this. I've had spiritualists give me shit for taking ibuprofen. And I'm like, listen, bitch, you can take this ibuprofen and these antihistamines out of my cold, dead fucking hands. Fuck you. I need help now. And not for nothing. Sometimes spirituality is painful. Sometimes the body really goes through it. And it's having a hard time and it needs, you need to relax. And like Tiffany was saying, there's nothing to gain from trying to hero and powerhouse your way through your life. If you're not feeling well, get help. I agree. I think it should be a balance. Like, and I know I I get tickled and I talk about, you know, drinking and smoking and stuff, but really, you know, there's two sides to that, right? You need a balance. Some people need medication and things, whether it's medicine, whatever. 
but then there's also that balance of overdoing and addiction, right? So I think that should be also said too, is because you can't just <clears throat> be careful with that is what I'm saying, because there's the other side of it as well, right? Like I don't go out drinking and all that kind of stuff every night and all the time and that kind of thing and overdoing and stuff. It's just like the medicine you get from your doctor. You take it when you're supposed to, when you need it, and that's it. And that's how you should do with anything else is when you need mm -hmm. it, you use it. And, and when you don't, you don't. Spirit's going to come yeah. your way, you know, and it doesn't matter what you're using or how you're doing that or functioning in your life as long as you are functioning. You know, if you want to take ibuprofen, take ibuprofen. Just don't eat the whole damn bottle, right? <laughs> I just, I agree. Some people need medication like Tiffany said. I totally agree with that. But also the other side of the coin is don't do too much. If you've ever been down that road, know someone down that road or anything like that too. I think it's important, also, especially because of what we're talking about. Also do it responsibly. That's what I mean, yeah. <clears throat> responsibly. Like, do it responsibly like... I'm at a park with children. I'm just going to do some hallucinogenics. <laughs> Don't do that. Like, no. be responsible about it. Like, yeah, good point. Good prepare point. for it. Like, yeah, if you're point. going to do, these are, these are, these are, these are medicines that the earth gives us. They should be held with respect. Like, it should mm -hmm. be. I'm not saying like you have to do this whole fucking ceremonial thing, but like you have to have reverence. Like somebody gave you a gift, you say thank you. You don't say fuck yeah, bitch, and then just like <laughs> toss them all down. Like you don't. You have to go into the experience with wanting an experience, mm -hmm. not just to get fucked up. I mean, sometimes that's fun, but like certain ones. I think it's also important to note for the people listening whether it be one or the other there's always help available um there's a good phone number to dial 988 if you have any need one way or another they have 24 7 coverage and you can reach out awesome fuck yeah tiff coming in with awesome shit it's the Yep, it's yep. the nurse in me. Yeah. <laughs> These things. Well, I just didn't, you know, I don't want people to think that, you know, you have to use something to see spirit. One, no, you don't. Or, and I don't want people to just be irresponsible. And I don't want people to think that either because you have to have a balance. Because if you don't have a balance, you're not going to function anyway. I mean, that's with everything. You know, mm -hmm. that's all. I just wanted to make sure that. <sighs> I don't know. I had to say it. That's it for me. If nothing else, I had yeah. to say it. Yeah. But for anyone listening, though, like mental illness is not a fucking game. No, if it's not. If you need to do what you need to do to get through it, then then please do. And don't listen to anybody telling you not to or you can't That's achieve right. what you want That's to right. achieve. Like, right. Like, you have to take care of your mind. That's the most important. Yeah. You're right. I think it has to be treated with the same reverence and respect that is drilled into us about alcohol. Don't do it when you're driving. Know right. your tolerance limits. Be safe right. with people who are safe with you in environments that are safe for you. Yes. Don't be a fucking idiot about it. Exactly. Exactly. In saying that, I'm a firm believer that people should be safe to experiment to a degree with what feels right to them. Mm -hmm. Now, am I going to tell you to go do a line of Coke? No. That shit is fucking poison. Don't do that shit. I just had a friend die from that uh, two months ago. What he thought was Coke was fentanyl. There's been a rash come back here in Vegas. Yeah, he didn't right. come back. That shit is fucking terrifying. But I've never once heard of somebody die of a weed overdose or psilocybin overdose. Definitely alcohol. 
hundred percent alcohol poisoning is a fucking thing. But then again, um, anything can be a poison if you really put your mind to it, can't it? There was a hazing that went through like 10 years ago now, I think, of uh, a bunch of college boys were drinking gallons of water at a time and making the hazing was drink water, but they drank so much water. It has a drunk effect on you because your your blood is now so thin, it can't carry any nutrients. It's just like being drunk, except it's 10 times worse. Because at least alcohol, you're going to mix with something that your body won't die of. And this kid died from overhydration. Yes. Because yeah. he was forced to drink a ton of water in a college hazing. Don't yeah, be stupid. Like we beg of you. <laughs> Please don't be stupid. True. But just know that it's safe for you to take your medications as your doctors prescribe. Yes. It's not going to hurt you if you have a drink unless you're an alcoholic of course there's always exceptions to everything or you're allergic to alcohol it's not going to kill your gifts if you have a glass of wine with your dinner if you go out drinking with your friends every once in a while if you do have the ibuprofen or the antihistamine or a benadryl i've had people ask me on tiktok live of just every day over-the-counter medications, if they're going to affect them and their gifts, like even birth control pills. I'm like, baby, you're take your meds. Take your meds the way your doctor is prescribed. I think what's dangerous about that too is like telling people stop taking your medications is like the effect that it has on the chemicals in your brain that could exacerbate the situation. I think that's and dangerous. to like. Most people don't know about tapering mm. right. Right. and they just cut cold turkey and that will literally fuck your brain up. It's not. No. A, yeah. Yeah. It'll fuck your mind up quick. If you are feeling the push to stop taking a medication, talk to your doctor. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yes. No. Your doctor is of course going to say, well, I don't agree. And they're going to want to have a conversation with you and you're going to have to put on your big boy and big girl and big they them pants on and act like an adult and advocate for yourself. hundred percent is going to be scary, but it's your body. And mm -hmm. if you hold true to, I don't want to take these anymore because of X, Y, and Z, talk to your doctor first. That's what I did. I said, I don't want to take this anymore. You're like, I don't know about this. I said, this shit that is happening. I'm not taking it anymore. So they tapered me off. And I've been all right since. But I also still go to therapy and I still see my doctor and I still check in. Well, I'm a little crazy here too. <laughs> but I still check. I still have checks and balances for everything. I have checks and balances for my mental health. I have checks and balances for my drinking. I have checks and balances for my smoking. I have checks and balances for my mentality and my mood swing. I have outside where I will go and look and ask, how have I been functioning? But I do that because I came off of that. See, but do not quit cold turkey. It will fuck your mind up. Because mm -hmm. I did that when I was young and stupid. Personally. It can possibly cause you to have psychological problems by just stopping. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, did you guys see what, what Morgan put in the chat? Uh, seizures for two years after being cut off SSRI's cold turkey 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. That's terrifying. And it's, yep. you know, as Kaylee was saying, fuck up your brain. <clears throat> seizures count as fucking up your brain, guys. Yeah, it does. Now, when I was stopped taking, I even tapered. But the certain medication one of the rare side effects was that it would give you brain zaps. And I don't know if you guys know what that is, but anytime that I would move my eyes, my body would take a screenshot. Like that's how it felt. Like anytime that I'd look over, it'd be like, and it would be like, it would literally be a zap. Really? But like, you couldn't see me being like, but that's how it <laughs> felt in your brain. And that lasted for months. Wow. 
Yeah. I'm trying. I'm going to hell for laughing at this. I'm so sorry. I'm such a bad friend. (laughs) My body took a screenshot. I'm so sorry, but it was the way you showed that I'm like, fuck, cannot. We need to put that we need to cut that clip and then put it my brain zaps. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just feel like sitting out oh, for giggling. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Okay. I'm an animated show it. I'm an animated storyteller. You are, and I love it. I absolutely I love it too. Highly entertaining, and I feel like I'm part of it. I totally understand everything she says. I was on antidepressants um, about a year and a half, maybe two years after the birth of my daughter. So this is like 2009, 2010. <clears throat> and right around then, was when my marriage was taking a a downturn and i remember being told when it was getting particularly nasty is no i will definitely be able to get the kids because you were on psych meds and i want to point that piece out. i want to point that piece out not (laughs) so it's an oh poor andrea these medications are not looked down upon any longer yeah in the 70s absolutely this wasn't the 70s this was actually 2009 2010 but i digress it's important for you to know dear listener that there is very little stigma left for taking any kind of medication that helps you feel better on a daily basis and i can tell you right now to spirit It is more important that you feel good inside of yourself, that you're not suicidal and that you're not struggling, walking through, yes, struggling and walking through life with a gray cloud on your head. It's more important to them that you feel good, that you feel safe and sound in your own body, in your own mind, than to not. Mm -hmm. So I took the meds. And I saw a therapist until I felt better. And then I talked to my doctor about, I don't really feel like I need these anymore. I feel like my brain is organized now. I feel better. And she was so supportive. She was like, okay, great. I think it was like six to eight months that I was on them. And it was just enough for me to feel like I didn't have to do everything all at once and have that, oh my God, panic feeling all the time tapered off been able to control it since but that's me i can tell you right now if tomorrow it got out of control i'd be going right back to a therapist and i would be going right back on medications if i needed them 100 percent. and the last thing i would be worried about is how it was going to affect my gifts especially if i'm feeling the way i was feeling back then because spirit will find a way around spirit's always going to find a workaround It's also, so being a person who is on ADHD medications, them saying that that affects the way you see, no, if anything, that shuts the 90 channels that are going on all at once down so that I can tell when spirit is speaking to me at random points of the time. Like, the fact that that is still stigmatized, that like people with ADHD are still stigmatized for their medications that help them function in the world that we didn't fucking create like this. If we could choose differently, we would do so. But since you demand it of us and you want us to function at a level that you do, shut your fucking mouth. Stop. It doesn't have anything to do with how I can how I can use my gifts Ooh. it doesn't have anything to do with like I there was that whole big shit show drama thing 
about the lady that went off about my medications. Mm-hmm. But like that, the stigma around people needing medications is so fucking ridiculous. Get over yourselves. Because you're fine, that's okay. Great for you. But there are some people who are not and they need them. And that's what they are for. And I get so fucking tired of people shitting on people who have to take medications. And just coming up with... And I think this spirituality thing is just another fucking excuse to to be like, see, they're bad. You shouldn't be taking them. Just shit on people about it. And yeah, as Sharon pointed out, like the stigma is the reason why there's a lot of people who need medication and are not on medication. Like I was one of those because I had a parent that was like, you're a fucking drug addict. And so I never took them and I just raw dogged life as an ADHD person. And then I got to the point where I was like, I can't do this anymore these coping mechanisms are not elevating to the level i need them to be at so i'm gonna make the decision for myself to get myself help so i can function and that's just telling people that they shouldn't be on any medications is probably (coughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna be real it's fucked up It's It's an asinine thing to do. It's an asinine thing to say. And it comes from a biased perspective of those who don't need it. Good for fucking you. Here's your golf clap. I'm so proud of you. I'll give you a cookie and a gold star. Yeah. And now shut the fuck up. Yeah. Tate. Please shut the fuck up so I can go take my medications. Bitch. For fucking real. Tate. But I think that's, that's to go with any. Cherry just got something brewing. You see her? Like she's yeah. she's infinite wisdom. Three, two, one, go. Take. Okay, I'm gonna back you up to where you said everything's fine with other people. That's not necessarily true when you're comparing yourself to them. You said just because you're fine. Who said they were fine? Who said they were normal? The fine normal. That does not mean that everybody's normal. Everybody's an individual. And another thing is, our minds process at a different speed and rate because we're from different places in light and things like that. They haven't woken up yet. And some of them are only human beings. But not only that, when I was young, (laughs) this is the part I was debating on whether or not sharing, my father called us weak because we needed help in our mind. He called me weak. Because depression runs down my mother's line and family, so I know it's there and I'm aware of it. And I have to fully check it all the time. But he caught me weak when I went and got pills, so I cold turkey cut off, lost my fucking mind. And that's why I cut him off. And then I finally decided, like you said later on, I can't do this or I'm going to fucking kill myself. And so I got back on him myself and he still said to me, oh, you got back on that? So you are weak. This is the kind of thing that I'm talking about. This is the kind of thing that people do. How is he not weak? He has not had to bear the burden of depression and everything else that I have carried in this world. All he's done is pretend to be whatever normal is called in the society and keep his head down and work and make money and work and make money and work and make money. And what has he brought? He brought me, which is one good thing he's done. But what else? What else? With a normal, fine mind claimed by society, they are not. They are different. We are different. And I am not putting them down. And don't get me wrong. I love my father. We have issues. But I am not going to sit here and say that he did right by that. They are not fine. They are not normal, Kaylee. Define normal in this world. We all function differently. Just like my hair is red, I'm a little, I don't know, bipolar, up and down, manic depressive, whatever you want to call it, ADHD, ADD. I don't know. I can't sit still with my kids. I'm all over the place and I let them stand and I let them move. Some want to try a medication. I let them try it. Some want to get off of it. I said, all right, buddy, let's work with it and see if we can do it. If we can't, I let them know. I let them take their meds if they want to. And if they don't want to, and their parents are okay with it, the doctor's okay with it. I let them go off of it and we deal with the running around. It's just what we do. If that's how they want to be. And I never, 
judge them for their choice of how to manage or function in this world. Because I am not them, and they are not me, and there is no such thing as normal. We are all individuals. And sometimes these bodies, after years and years and years and years of evolution in the mud, just don't wire the same way they used to. That's it. My foot is officially in my mouth. No, no, I just didn't. No, I agree with you, Kaylee. It was that one part where you called them fine. No, that, no, that, that was me. That was me. Then I absolutely oh. need to eat humble pie on that one. I'm sorry. It was no, because I went off on a rant, and I went, I'm glad you're fine. I think oh, too. Yeah. Like it was calling them fine. I think I might have. Yeah, I think both of you did actually. But okay, okay so, so to rephrase, rephrase, I'm glad that you feel like you don't need anything to help. But I do. So go fuck yourself. Exactly, because I'm an individual and this is how I function in this world. Meet me or beat me, baby. That's all you tell me. Meet me or beat me, but I'm this is the way I'm doing it. And I think some people have a really hard time getting out of that having to base everything off of how they're perceived by others. And for those of us who just no longer have any bucks to give, like mm -hmm. it's hard for people who are still in that to understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I agree with you, Kaylee. I didn't, I didn't mean to come off hard. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> It was a very important, a very important fucking distinction that you made. Like, yeah, it, that was a very important distinction that you made. I just wanted you to know, I do agree with you. It was just that one thing. No, she's, you were right to bring it up no, to us. And you were right to correct that. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with being corrected. It's good for me to learn things. Now, with that, we have definitely reached the end of this particular episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. And of course, should you need help, please reach out. There's the National Suicide Helpline. There are medication helplines. There are plenty of doctors out there. If your doctor won't listen to you, go to a different one and keep pushing until you feel heard. Definitely keep taking your meds as prescribed, <laughs> please. Absolutely. And follow your gut feelings. Follow your body. See how you are and what you need. Be safe. Be smart. Thank you so much to Charity, Tiffany, Kaylee, and Antoinette for their valuable contributions and shared experience, as well as Sharon and Morgan for being our fantastic producers. I'm Andrea Lovett from Sweet Release Healing. Be good to yourselves and be good to each other. Bye. Mwah.